You're listening to Social Media Unlocked, episode number 11. Do you think every company should be putting some money on paid media? Every business, if their goal is to make money, should be doing paid media. It just always depends, Yes. right? It depends on how much. It does. It's time we had an honest conversation about social media. This is Heather Pink, your host of Social Media Unlocked. After spending years producing TV and running social media for the NFL, I started my own social media consulting agency. And well, I want to talk and teach more about social media. Through each podcast, I hope to bring you a new perspective on social media through influencers, brands, content creators, and more. So that way it can help you with your personal brand, your brand's content, collaborations, and well, just being more knowledgeable about social media. There's another half to social media that I haven't really touched on yet, and that's paid social media. It's a much different world to understand because, well, it's a big numbers game. Money, statistics, audience, reach. Paid media isn't about how many likes that you're going to get on a post. It's about return on investment. It's something I don't have as much experience in because I've built all my brands and helped influencers build an organic following. Through my journey in social media, though, I found that paid is the most effective if you're looking to target a hyper-specific demographic, selling a particular product, or just a way to guarantee you'll get your message across to a broader audience. You're paying for it, right? Regardless of what your goal is, paid social media should be in your overall social media strategy. Even big brands like Disney and other huge household names use paid social media as a part of either their overall strategy or maybe a very specific one for a product. The real question is, how? There are so many different intricacies to paid social media, like how much should I budget? Or how much should I spend on per platform? Or which platform should I use? I mean, that's only just to name a few. It can be confusing. So to help navigate through some of this confusion, I've brought on a paid social media expert and a friend of mine, CJ Paisley. CJ is many things. He's an entrepreneur. He's a paid social media extraordinaire slash strategist. Brand manager, what else am I missing? I think you covered it. Entrepreneur, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, the one reason why I wanted to bring CJ on, he is the most knowledgeable, knowledgeable person that I know about paid social media. Thank you. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good thing. It's definitely a good thing. So, my, I mean, our company focuses on the organic side of things. Yes. But I realize this more and more now, and I know this more and more now, that every company should be going in with a strategy for organic and for paid. Absolutely. You agree with that? 100%. How much in your mind should that should that be 50-50? Should it be 30-70? What do you think? Mm, I believe all marketing works together. And so with that being said... For a small business, mid-level business, I think you need to know where every single dollar is being spent and then what are you getting in return for it. And so, like, for me, my background of how I got to pay social or the analytics side was I got tired. I was doing, like, my own promotions. I started off in fashion and doing fashion shows and all this other stuff. And so I started off doing my own promotions, such as flyers, guerrilla marketing, just anything that I could put my hands on, word of mouth. But we would have a show, a sold out show, but I wasn't sure on where did they hear the information? Where did they get it from? You know, because I wanted to do it again. And so as an entrepreneur or just a person in general, I think the worst thing about making a million dollars is not knowing how you made a million dollars. You know what I mean? I know. <laughs> and so like 
to get to your uh, to answer your question on I couldn't put a percentage to it. I think paid needs to be a strong percentage of your of your strategy um, for any business uh, because that's the way that you're going to reach the audience that you're looking to go after. As opposed to like an influencer. Yes, more so than I would personally recommend. Um, and I haven't done a lot of influence strategy. I worked with one influencer in the past, but being able to just track like okay. You know, we do what affiliate link clicks. I'm assuming it's more the strategy where it's coming from. Would you say? Uh, I mean, when I talk to influencers, elite influencers that I know, and they ask me about paid, yeah, it, in my mind it goes similar to organic. Yes. In the sense of, if I'm po- boosting this post, it's for a specific reason, right? Am mm-hmm. I looking for video views? Am I looking for link clicks? Am I looking for engagement? Am I looking for followers? Like. Yes. I I feel like that's a specific purpose. Now, all the influencers that I talk to are going to boost their posts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. They mm-hmm. don't. They don't care about anything else. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just, and that's how I view paid. Yeah. yeah. You know, where businesses may be like, I want to drive people to my website or sign up for this event Absolutely. or do this. Mm-hmm. S- specific directives, just different. Absolutely. I think. I, I, yeah, I think you just answered it. Like, um, it depends on what the end goal is for that specific campaign. Is it just brand awareness and it's to be cool and we want to get likes, comments, shares, engagement possibly? Then maybe the influencer strategy would be the way to go. But then if it's like your local coffee shop and you get an influencer and I got, t- you know, a thousand likes, I want to know how many of those likes actually came in and bought a cup of coffee. And then not only that, how many of those cups of coffees were new cups of coffees? <laughs> that they came in and uh, bought for the first time, or if this is a repeat customer. And if it's a repeat customer, how many times did they come in over the course of the year? And so what's the yearly value of that specific customer? So then being able to break down like, okay, this creator- But that's what you get with paid. That's what you get with paid. And that's why I like it. Well, of course. (laughs) Organic, and that's why when people try to ask me about organic, it's like, well, why does this become popular? No idea. Right. Yeah. Why are cats yeah. cute? Make no me go idea. viral. Pink, can you make me go viral, please? That's why I'm here. Okay, you touched on it a little bit, but um, you have an amazing background, and I want to give you the opportunity to tell all the amazing things that you've done. Okay, cool. Where should I start? I, I don't know. Where what? should you start? Okay, it started when I was in high school. Okay, maybe not that <laughs> Okay, okay. You're a professional, professional career. career, yeah. Absolutely. So, um... I graduated in 2015. Uh, that's actually where me and CJ there went to school, college, and together and played football together there. You were that young. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> I graduated in 2015. Um, that's where I got my undergrad in business management, sports management, marketing. So I knew I wanted to be in the business side, the entrepreneurship lifestyle, um, and running my own business. So I knew I wanted to do that. But I didn't know exactly what direction I should go in at all. I was completely, you know, unaware of all the opportunities that were out there. And so I got accepted into this this organization. It's actually a nonprofit uh, called the Marcus Graham Project. And so what they do is they bring talent from all over the world and they live together and work together for a duration of about 10 to 12 weeks. And so I was chosen to participate, um, live in Dallas, Texas, where I was the brand manager of the Beats by Dre account and social media strategist for PepsiCo and Usher's New Look Foundation for that time period, um, which was 
an experience like no other. Um, you, you get dropped into the middle of Dallas where you're living with strangers, and it was a team of 15 of us. So you're living with strangers, and you have to work together and produce this content and pitch. And at the end of the whole program, you need to be able to get a job after everything because this isn't your full-time job. You're here for only a short period of time. And so that's how I got started in advertising. <clears throat> uh, did great, loved it. Um, taught me a lot. Went back to St. Louis where I uh, continued down the entrepreneurship lifestyle where I taught paid social and um, for businesses specifically. And then I uh, went agency side, did that for about a year and a half to two years. Did that, went back to my entrepreneurship lifestyle where now I am a facilitator of the nonprofit organization, Marcus Graham Project, where I help cater to the young individuals that uh, helped me get my start. When did you know when you stepped foot into that agency world that it wasn't the place for you? Because mm. being in agency world and doing paid media, yeah. that can be tough. Yeah, I'm, the, the agency taught me a lot in paid, for sure. That's where I got majority of my, my learnings from. Um, however, it wasn't the environment for me. It wasn't the culture for me. It wasn't the, I, I reached a peak to where I needed to grow in other areas that the agency that I was at could not help me with. And so had to make a shift. And that shift was right on time. <laughs> and so now uh, it's been it's been nothing but open doors. That's amazing. Yeah. What did the agency teach you? What did that lifestyle teach you? Yeah, really, really, I like it because I can teach behind, you know, what to expect going into an agency and kind of a lifestyle of kind of, you know, the nine to five really doesn't exist even at an agency, really. Um, it's really just get it done. During that time, I mean, I managed up to 55 accounts at once. I tell people stuff. nine to fives only belong to like bankers and people that are in the financial world. Yeah, yeah. Nine to five is Boys, never a thing yeah. in the social media. And space. everything else. No, it's not. In advertising, social media, excuse me, it's never um, that simple. <laughs> and so, like, for me, it taught me, you know, um, presentation skills as far as just being able to be in front of all these decision makers and help them make these business decisions to help drive their business in the right direction because social media is new and typically they give it to the youngest person at the agency or the group or at the uh, at their company and that's not the best strategy and for some people and it happened to me too and so like I went through a phase of just like okay I got this platform they trust me to do this but they only trust me for me personally because um, they don't know nothing about social media and they don't want to learn anything about it. <clears throat> but really what they're doing is, hey, hey, here's the platform to all to, to the rest of my success going forward. I need you to figure out how to make it happen. And so then that's when I went down the path of, all right, let me Google how many posts should I post today? How many, you know, the typical, you know, back about six years ago, like all of the blogs that came out, uh, what's the color codes, what's this? I was, I was one of... I was that side of social media. If you so know. basically, you were the organic side before you turned into the paid side. Yes. I was more of organic, and then I was more, for me, I was just picking up the first blog that I seen on Google, right? And so, like, it wasn't a really in-depth, you know, research strategy behind it um, where... I need to really dive in and understand, you know, how does this work? Why did this campaign drive this many customers and how many did it drive and how much money did they spend with me, you know? And so, um, yeah, that's that's how I got that's how I got here. And so now it's more so on a paid social side, um, consulting services is what I provide for clients currently. Um, and I love it.
That's amazing. I'm going to ask this because I think I know the answer. Okay. Okay. Do you think that every paid social strategist needs an organic background? Like mm. needs to have the understanding of how organic works in order to successfully do paid? Hmm. I don't know if they, I don't think they need it, but I do think they need to understand it. Like they don't need it to get started, but they do need to do, I think anybody that's going into paid or social in general needs to do their own research and understand, you know, you know, what's, what's actual facts and then what's fluff. You know, once we, you're able to identify the two and then understand like, okay, this is organic, organic facts. We need to understand this versus paid as well. I think it's beneficial for, for everybody. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think one of the things that I, I get asked a lot is how much should I, like how much money should I be setting aside in my budget? Mm-hmm. Right? That's a great question. Say your company and, cause I'm going to give you an example. Cause I know that if I were to ask you a blanket statement question about paid, yeah. you say it all depends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? It all you know? depends. Exactly. <laughs> say you have an older demographic, okay. right? Let's say maybe it's the 35 to 50 range. Okay. Like that is the demographic of the company. Maybe the company isn't making a million. They're mm-hmm. making close to, let's say, 250000 Okay. Okay. What would you recommend? Mm. On oh, budget to put behind their marketing? Yeah. Paid media marketing. Pay, how, do we know how much, like a percentage of that budget that goes directly to just marketing? No. On blanket paper, how much would you ideally put to paid media if those are the constraints? Do, do we know the client? No. No. Okay. I'm making this up. These are all the questions. These are all the questions that I ask the client. I on know. The, well, first, the minimum amount that you can put on Facebook or advertise is a dollar a day. So that's the minimum. That's one audience, one ad, uh, ad set, and um, uh, one creator. Yes, but you would not recommend that. I would not recommend $1 a day at all. What would you recommend? Depending on the client, I can start. I've worked with budgets as low as $300 a month. What would you get for $300 a month? It depends on what we set the expectations to be. So the reason why I say all of this Should is because... I, these are important things that people need to know. Yeah, absolutely. Like... Just like anything we do, you can't expect the results to happen overnight. But we always do for some reason, right? I don't. Right. And that's what we have to teach. Absolutely. And we do. I know we do. But that's mm-hmm. what the the younger culture that had to be the people that does social first. They mm-hmm. have to educate the older gen. Yeah. Hey, stuff does not happen overnight. Absolutely. That's exactly it. Because um, if you... I like to shop. Okay. I, I complimented your shoes today. Right. Uh, let's just play a game. Let's see. Um, let's say you're looking on your phone and you see those shoes. You probably saw those shoes. I'm just assuming. I'm just making up stuff. You, you, it's possible that you've seen those shoes probably like three months ago. Possibly. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Also, for everyone that's listening, I'm wearing a pair of maroon Timberlands. Everyone's <laughs> 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 like, wait, what shoes are she wearing right now? <laughs> uh, right. There we go. So for those maroon Tims. It's possible that you, how long have you heard about Tim's, Timberlands? Long time. Long time. Yeah. Okay, so we started the conversation about Timberland, the brand, a long time ago. But I never had one. But you now. never had one. Because it took time. Excuse me. It's about the amount of frequency. How many times do you need to see something until you are ready to make that buying decision? Do you need to see it only three times? Do you need to see it ten times? Nielsen Report stated that it should be around... I'm gonna say ten to fourteen or seven to seven to fourteen, and so that's a wide range of how many times you need to see something until you're ready to make that buying decision. 
if you're expecting to just boost a post for two days and you're expecting to get all the sales ever because you just put $100 behind that boost within the two-day range, that's not enough time for your audience to take in all the content and then get to that buying decision. I think we also forget that we're dealing with people and we also forget that we're getting more distracted every single day as time is constantly going. Um, life just happens from, you know, missed phone calls that interrupt your, you know, flow as you see the ad on your Instagram, um, text messages that come in. Maybe you have kids and then you got kids in the back seat that's making noise. Maybe you got soccer practice. All these different variables that come into play, those are different fre frequency points that we have the uh, opportunity to reach that audience. But we can't bank on them making that decision as soon as they see it for the first time. And so uh, to answer your question on a budget, you want a budget that can help reach that frequency threshold to the right audience. Um, and you want to make sure that you have value in all of your content that you have. And so $300 a month is not enough for you to do that um, unless you have a super hyper-focused audience that you're trying to target for a duration of that time that you can constantly keep hitting. I love that answer. Thank you. Yeah. So in your mind, what's the, let's say a company comes to you and says, CJ, budget is not the limit, right? Sky is not the limit here. Oh, perfect. I love it's this not, client. No, it's not. This is my type of client. <laughs> but what's a good range that I can expect to put in my budget? Like right now you say, you know what? You should put 5,000 a month. I, mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like what's, what's a good ballpark range that people in your mind should be doing even per platform? Yeah, I would, I would tell them no matter how much you put into the first month, second month, or third month, I will not be able to tell you how much success I'm going to bring you at all. No, no. I'm just saying how much you should budget. Oh, budget aside. Like, yeah. Out of 250000 I'm going to say, and I can just do a quick Google search, it's like at least 10% of that budget goes to marketing in general. So on on a year, I want 20. So basically, if you were to take someone's a company's overall outcome, Absolutely. like here's my net, it's a million, you should be putting 10% to your paid media. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is that sort of your rule of thumb too? Or That's just my own rule of thumb because I don't want... One, I don't want to drive you out of business, right? Like I don't, I'm not. My goal isn't to take as much money as I can out of from you from the beginning, but at minimum, you should be doing that. I that's not how I structure it. So like I, I'm very specific on the clients that I work with now compared to the clients that I was working with in the past, where it was like, hey, this is a set retainer. I know that you're making this much. You need to pull from this, 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 and this, and then give it to me so I can put it in social. But I kind of switched my role from a social strategist to a business analyst. So like now let's let's look at everything because I'm going to try to find things where you haven't even noticed yet or your marketing team hasn't they haven't acknowledged for you. Like what? So all right, so ooh, should I use that one? Ugh. Okay, I'm just going to make up an example. I'm not going to try to correlate it over to a specific client or anything. Um, <clears throat> so a gym that has a clothing line, they sell clothes. Um, but they're, that's not their primary business. Their primary business is being a gym. And so while we're trying to come up with a strategy to push clothing and push those sales, there may be, you may be spending money on a, uh, someone to sit at the front desk as a secretary at your gym, but really the hours that they're doing, they're spending at that station, they're not, you're not getting a return on investment that you really need. You probably need to cut those hours and use that 
on the back end for your paid social for your uh, clothing line. So just kind of like analyze it in that way and then take it a step further would be, okay, you're buying merch or you have merch that's just sitting down. But these are the most popular products that have sold uh, from year to year to and month to month during this quarter. So let's go back and focus on the top selling items and let's let's come up with a strategy around that. These items haven't sold at all. Let's do a giveaway for these items here so we can kind of push those off the shelf. So going into like, okay, what, what do you have in your inventory? So a lot of businesses may be overspending in areas where they shouldn't be spending. Um, but that's not always the paid media's Personal. It's not the job. Yeah, it's not that's the not job. That's not the responsibility. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's kind of the step that I take, you know, part of the consultation. It seems like that should be. I mean, should, or yeah. they have they have someone that's in their business. Like, they have a business rep, Person. right? Yes. That is their job. And so, really, you're coming in saying... You know, why isn't your business person, your marketing director, they don't know these answers? I'm a little worried. Yeah. You know, and you make that plain, you know, and that's why I talk to the business, the decision maker versus the marketing director because they don't want you taking that job. It's like, look, I'm not here to take your job. I'm only here to help. <laughs> I do not want corporate America job, you know? At all. No. At all. I'm good doing this. <laughs> and so that that's really... Um, so, like a restaurant, real quick. We're talking about coffee. Some may say, "Oh, this is our best-selling item." You know, number one, the you know, uh, that's a coffee shop. Yeah. But let's just say you're like it's McDonald's or something like that, right? McDonald's may say, "Like, hey, the Big Mac is our number one seller," and so it's like, who's saying this? Is it the data that's saying it, or is this you coming up with your own saying that? The Big Mac is the number one selling. So I like to go in and look at the data and say, like, yeah, big, the Big Mac sold the most in 2019. However, we had no one return after we didn't have a repeat business visit after they bought the Big Mac. So what was that? Why, why is that? However, the chicken sandwich drove the most repeat business. So maybe we need to start pushing this chicken sandwich over the Big Mac so then we can get our new customers to come in more frequently throughout the year. So basically, if I'm going to continue to use McDonald's yeah. example. So they say to you, all right, I want to put paid media on both Big Mac and the chicken sandwich. Mm -hmm. So let's say you put in on one month $500 on each. Yeah. Okay. You can actually see who has been able to come as a repeat versus a new customer mm -hmm. that's crazy yes if they collect the data correctly which every what business should so <clears throat> i knew that i knew that there was something in here i knew that there was something in here. yeah because I, I mean the way that when i got my start with with organic uh -huh. it wasn't just doing something right it wasn't just doing something on social every week i had to put together a like extensive report that said this is what did better. This was, and then eventually people were like, "Oh well, should we allocate, allocate resources to you yeah. that are that are specifically for this?" It's like, yeah. yes, I would love that. Absolutely. I had to figure out the tools on my own yeah. level. But yeah. what in your mind? I mean, like, what tools? Mm -hmm. What data? Like, what do you mean if they're doing it right? Yes. So, um, good question. A lot of people don't know that you have to collect, or you should collect the data from your customers. And so, I'm trying to see who does it well. Uh, so like a rewards program, 
first name, last name, email address, phone number is what on average is what you're going to have to sign up or use to uh, create your rewards program uh, profile. And so with that type of information, I should be able to see first name, last name, email, phone number, the date that you signed up and what drove you to sign up with that date. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> with the Facebook pixel, uh, Facebook's able to identify the other face the Facebook profiles that are associated with that Excel doc that that information is sitting on. And so if I put in there, um, if I put in there Heather Pink first name uh, first name last name email phone number, and I upload this Excel sheet of all of the customers following you that also signed up for the rewards program, I should be able to see if any of those individuals saw my ad on our social channels, Instagram or Facebook, and then within a certain time period. 28 days max, uh, within a certain time period, um, made a buying decision, which is to come in and actually sign up for the rewards program. And so with that type of information, now I can identify, okay, what creative, was it the chicken sandwich or was it the, was it the yeah. uh, Big Mac that actually drove? Because also, cause sometimes it comes down to creative. That's it. Yeah. It comes down to creative. Like some people just think that one of the things that we tell people is you can use organic for paid. Absolutely. 100%. You make a good piece of content, mm -hmm. you blast it on everything. Mm -hmm. How much, like, how much do you sort of instill that into your clients or into the people that you talk to? 100%, just consistently. It's, it's, you want to make sure you add, you have value. If it's not, if it's not valuable, then what's going to make me come in and buy your sandwich for the first time ever? Oh, you got the freshest meat. Sounds good. So does McDonald's thinks they have the freshest meat, right? Well, but that's not true. But it's not true, right? <laughs> so anybody could just say that. You want to be able to really identify like what separates you as a small business or mid mid level business um, to get uh, you to come in. Let me ask this. Um, I feel like right now there's this misconception mm -hmm. about Facebook that no one's going on or no one pays attention. <laughs> Do you feel like that? No, I know it's uh, that's not true. Yeah, it's two yeah. two point four billion monthly active users. It's still the most active social media. Yeah, and Facebook is also when when I say that number, that includes Instagram as well. You have to at least log in on a device yeah. once a month. Yeah, that's it. So, do most of your paid clientele do lots of Facebook? Do they do some? I, I worked with someone where they didn't have a Facebook page at all, and we got we kickstarted everything. And bootstrapped and got it going, but they had a successful business, at least so far. And so they realized that hey, we need to figure out how to get in front of our audience, which is not like which is great. And then we had some that had Facebook pages for a long time and a huge following and everything, where we can also benefit from that because that's data that's already been tapped into that we get to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Do you is there a platform that you say is the best? Over which platform? Over. Like if someone said, CJ, what's the best platform to put paid on? Uh, I'm an Instagram, fa Facebook. Instagram. Inst well, Instagram and Facebook are, you know, Instagram owned by Facebook. But so. they're not the same, but they're not like the same one. Even though they're owned by one another, you have to still put money separately. You don't have to, actually. Not anymore. Um, you can, yeah, you can, you can run ads. You can run the same creative to both Instagram and Facebook. And audience network, which are three different avenues that you can, yeah, run your creative and audience in front of. So I like that option because I don't want to leave someone out, which is my potential customer, of seeing my creative or my ad just because 
I want to just only target people on Facebook. If I only if I'm on Instagram more, then I have a better chance of reaching that. If that person is on Instagram, I have a better chance of reaching that person. Um, so yeah, you can definitely do that. It, it the creative isn't tailored, however. So I have seen that. Yeah. So the creative isn't tailored. So you can do like automatic placement where you can Instagram, Facebook stories, uh, the the news feed, all this. But it it isn't like creatively focused, if that makes sense. It's really more of like a brand awareness approach. What about LinkedIn? Um, I like LinkedIn. I th- I think it depends on really what you're trying to you know what's your goal. It costs more though. That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah. Is it so? Is LinkedIn's paid worth the price? Because I read that you're. I mean, also I've also experienced that mm-hmm. if you're talking maybe pay per click. Mm-hmm. Let's say the thirty cents range. Yeah. On Instagram, mm-hmm. you're looking at the upwards of five dollars. I could believe so. it. I could believe it. I'm not sure, really. I don't spend like that much time in LinkedIn at all. Um, but yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Do you think it's worth it? It depends. It always depends. It always it, depends. But, <laughs> yeah. It always depends. It always depends. Like so, I'm actually looking in to create a, a LinkedIn strategy for uh, the Marcus Graham Project, which is, again, to help get talent, diverse talent, uh, a career in the advertising or media uh, marketing space. And so what I would want to do is create campaigns that highlight that specific individual and their skill sets. And since LinkedIn is a place where recruiters and um, uh, job hunters are mostly, at, at least that's what they're doing when they're on the platform or they're highlighting themselves or, you know, speaking about their business or company. It's all around, you know, uh, uh, employment opportunities is what I feel mostly. And so I want to test it out because I still don't know, you know, and so I'd rather test it out on LinkedIn and then as well as test it out on Facebook and Instagram to see, you know, where, um, what's my cost per, cost per acquisition cost. Do you do that a lot? Do you test? Yes. I I test every single client the first three, six months. So does that come out of your pocket? No. No. Because I'm still advertising for you. I'm still, um, like, we're still getting your ads in front of, you know, the audience that you need to get in front of. We're still analyzing the data. We're just not, it's possible that we won't see all the results ASAP. Yeah. But I'd like to communicate that before it's, we get But it's good to establish that because... Even with organic, you don't know what's going to hit when you create a brand new right. brand strategy. Right. We could be wrong. Right. Everybody Absolutely. can be wrong. Absolutely. I, like, there is still a part of the internet that nobody understands. Mm-hmm. Hands I down. So basically, if you're saying 10% of your budget needs to be set aside to paid media, mm-hmm. you should have an expectation that at least maybe 1% is yeah. sort of a test percentage. You yeah. may use some money to test to see, oh, maybe this one thing I thought was awesome mm-hmm. is not going to work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it, it gives you time. It's full transparency. That doesn't mean that we're behind. That means yeah. I think we're actually two steps ahead now. Because now we know that we don't need to waste time on the stuff that didn't work. And now we know, like, okay, let's go in this direction. Yeah. And now we get to see that work. I wouldn't, uh, as long as we don't keep... <laughs> Like, I wouldn't say failing, but not seeing, getting the results we need, um, you know, two years in. <laughs> then it's like, all right, all right, this is uh, something's not right. And it could be your business model altogether. Um, I had clients like that. Um, it could be, you know, what we're marketing. Is it valuable? Is it the audience? All these different elements. Do you think every company should be putting some money on paid media? 
every business, if their goal is to make money, should be doing paid media. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It just always depends. Yes. Right? It depends on how much. It does. Do you know, um, in your mind, do you have like a brand or someone that you think does it well? Paid media? Mm-hmm. Do, um, hmm. And I know it depends, one. But right. two, also, you may see something that I don't see. Yeah, absolutely. Like inverse, where if someone asks me, which pages do you like the best? Yeah. From an organic standpoint, I will tell them. Absolutely. But yeah. from like a paid perspective or from like a maybe overall campaign perspective, like yeah. a marketing campaign, do you have a favorite? Yeah, I have a few. I'm, I'm, And I have a few for different reasons. So like on like a grand scale storytelling and the authenticity behind it this is usually a given but i think widen kennedy's advertising agency when they focus on nike's campaign um do really well and so that's where you know uh, uh whether that's lebron james whether that's whomever the athletes that they work with um i just feel like it's very authentic serena williams i think um they have a really unique approach P&G, Procter & Gamble, they did a campaign, I want to say last year in March, um, and I forget the name of the campaign, uh, but I, I can see the creative right now. Um, it wasn't paid focused, but it was more of an organic approach that I appreciated, and I think it was more so because of the value that they were trying to bring to a space that that isn't used for that for that type of conversation or dialogue and it was more so around diversity and so that's why I connected to that on a paid social realm it's a few brands that I see H&M I think they do a good job just because I'm like I always screenshot creative that that gets my attention that's part of my strategy also it's like you know what really gets my attention what made me stop in my busy ass day and just look and just like whether I click whether I like it whether I comment what really got my attention and I think H&M did um, like a lot of clothing brands do a lot of uh, do a good job of grabbing my attention what is the hardest part about working in paid social media mm. don't tell me I stumped you no I I think it's a. I think the hardest part is, like, you have to want to know. Like, if you really don't care about the client or you don't care about the success of the business, then it's not for you. Like, you really have to care. I think in social, there's a lot of people that love the social media just world in a sense, but like, refuse to take that step further to understand things that may not be as easy to, to digest. It's easy to digest, we need a post. It take a hundred and some characters to write a post. You know what I mean? Like, that's easy to digest. Like, okay, I got that one, check, in the book. Social media level, went up a notch. You know what I mean? And so, and that was me. And I'm only speaking from my own personal experience. I'm only speaking from my own personal experience um, because when I got into the space and I was teaching social, I didn't under I really didn't understand. I knew that they needed to be on social. I knew that I just knew things worked when I did things. <laughs> but that's not good enough for a business for you know, for me. And so You gotta explain it. You have to be and able then to explain, explain it. Explain it, replicate it, do it again, Absolutely. Make magic. Absolutely. And so, um to your question. Do you find that expectations are also a hard part? I love setting expectations. But do you find that maybe Yes. For the client to understand yes. the expectations. And I and I always take the blame on it because it's like 
you know, where can I, where could I have uh, educated them or contributed in a conversation to get them to grasp what I was really trying to get the point to? And so that that is definitely, thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes I feel like every time, it's tough because all, I'll use this for an example. Yeah. All of our clients come from different realms. Absolutely. Right? We have one that's a micro influencer mm. that knows social. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, knows it and just needed our help to sort of bring it to the next level or what am I doing like what else can I be doing mm-hmm. where maybe our other ones are a little bit less or or whatnot right yeah. and it's almost like do you ever wish that you could just do a, a here is paid social media one-on-one yeah. and like that's how they're introed I wish because <laughs> because I'm assuming a lot of them don't have understanding yeah about paid media right absolutely no they they don't and I don't think that they that's not their main, that should be their main focus. I don't think that should be their main focus just because like their main focus is to run a business and to the, and really that's the marketing team's focus where they need to be able to speak to these errors. Um, but they usually don't have that bandwidth if it's a small business or mid-level company. So I think to your point, absolutely. The hardest part is being able to educate the client enough to know why we are doing what we're doing why it's going to take this long and these are the steps that we're going to take to get to reach that goal that they're trying to get to what's the best part i mean I, of the best part is driving uh, a return on investment for all of, all of the partners absolutely just being able to drive sales and actually say like hey you have a three times return on investment not return on ad spend but just completely return on investment and actually driving and laying that out and showing them some zeros. Investment is into you or investment into... Into me. Into me. So it's like, hey, you're not losing any money. You're actually making money with me. So no matter what business strategy decisions your internal company takes going into year two, just know that CJ is a part of it. (laughs) (laughs) My theory is that like companies don't put enough money aside for social. Uh, Yeah. No matter how much they think that they do. Mm Mm-hmm. And part of what I've done is also, I'm not just, we're not just social media consultants. Mm-hmm. We're also sort of like overall consultants, right? Yeah. We sort of help with the entire brand, help yeah. with your perspective. Yeah. Like mentally, how should I, how should I shape my day in order to feel comfortable with social media? Right. I love it. And it, and it takes, then you have to take that next step. Mm-hmm. How do I make sure my business is on social the right way absolutely right and sort of that's sort of i think you know going into the new year yeah there's no excuses i have oh i don't have any money left like yeah i mean you got some money somewhere this is the first week of january (laughs) right you know what i'm saying it's 2020 exactly exactly going into 2020 i think it's imperative that every business goes into it with 2020 vision and ready to really make a shift if they really want to see a difference in their business. I'm going to ask this only because I think inorganic. Yeah. When you, I don't even know how to phrase this. I've heard this and I guess I can't confirm this or whether or not, Mm -hmm. but I heard this from one of my influencer friends Mm -hmm. is that he boosted one post and then the next couple posts just didn't perform that well. Mm -hmm. So he like took one of the posts he had on Instagram and boosted it. Mm -hmm. And he thought that maybe the myth was that, well, if I boost this one post, that my next couple aren't going to be as high up. Mm -hmm. Is that like in the whole algorithmic space? Do you think that's true? I don't do any boosting. You don't do any boosting? Don't do any boosting. 
So the paid stuff you do is not in the platform. It's in business manager. It's in the business manager on Facebook and yes, Instagram. and Instagram. And that's how you think people should do it, whether you're influencer or they not. They absolutely should do it that way. Like, don't boost posts inside the... I, so, well, let I mean, me take this back and sell. So, this is... So, with boosting. Boosting is meant for the CEO who is busy every single day in and out of meetings... Um, who has to manage a team, worry about all these other important things, where it's like, hey, my marketing team, I don't have a marketing team, but I need to really just get this flyer out. This is so easy. Let me put $5 and I can reach about 1,500 to 2,000 people really quick. Done. That's their mind. Like, I just did $5. I created this. took me less than five minutes to get done. But if you're actually thinking about paid media in the serious way, where you're like, I want to spend like hundreds of dollars a month, that's not the way to go. Absolutely. No, not at all. Just because if we talk about frequency, the audience that you're going to reach, you will never, they will never see that ad more than two times. And so I mentioned that through Nielsen report that it's between seven and 14. So we're not even reaching the minimum amount of how many times we need to put that specific ad in front of that audience. Um, and that's what, and your cost per acquisition will go, will increase, uh, drastically by boosting um and the reason why is because we are the commodity facebook also needs to make money and so they make money off the boosting button because it's of ease they are printing money it's easy yeah (laughs) and so that that's why i wouldn't go the direction of boosting um you you don't have as um dynamic of an audience testing or curating um uh abilities from the boosting section in Facebook, and then with that audience again, being able to reach them enough times to get them to make their buying decision. That makes sense. So let's say um, you start an ad for a company. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you hypotheticals, and you're Mm -hmm. knocking them out of the park. So let's say you start an ad, only because I don't know this too. Mm -hmm. Let's say I hire you as my marketing manager. Yes. I say, CJ, let's put a 1,000 towards this campaign this month. Okay. Okay? When you start it, what do you do after I manage every single, every at least once a week at minimal. What does that mean? So I would um, more than likely I have more than one campaign going at the same time. Yeah, because if I'm giving you a thousand dollars, you're not taking that and putting it to one post. No. You're, you're diversifying, putting some on Facebook, some on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But like, what are you doing once after you press start? So I'm analyzing to see which campaigns are um, performing the best which audiences are performing the best. If I have one that's performing poorly and it's about a month and a half in now, because now we got past that Facebook learning phase where they understand the audience and all those things, I can take that budget because I'm like, I have drawn zero purchases from this campaign, campaign number one. For campaign number two, I got 10 purchases, right, for $3 each or whatever. So basically you would stop that one and then just reallocate? I would reallocate the rest of the budget. Absolutely. And so I go in, just reallocate, manage, uh, analyze, analyze the data, try to figure out why didn't this campaign perform well. It's not a bad thing that it didn't perform well. It's really like, okay, now we learned this, but now we know how to shift and pivot. And so I try to figure out what was the reason behind all those things. That's the beauty of it. That's why. Yeah. That's, that's really why I got into the analytic and data side, you know, and being able to understand and know what's really... What's working and what's not working? I, I got tired of not knowing the real answer. Do you find that people think that paid media is a chore? People like who? Like Some people, they roll their eyes. Like, paid media? Ugh. Yeah. 
Yeah, probably, oh, yeah. or even just social media. In, yeah, in general, I agree. Like they don't want to focus on social or pay. What do you say to that? Hire me. <laughs> no, but seriously, well, I mean, so serious. No, I know. <laughs> but here's the thing: is even with us, when mm-hmm. when I hear so, like some people have stopped because like eventually when I got to the point after I quit and people were like, oh, social media. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so what do you do? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I started a social media consulting agency. They're like, oh, yeah. So what I just said probably hurt your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't try to sell them on me. Mm-hmm. I try to sell them on, like, you're hurting your business. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just a shift in their business. Yeah. So if they if they say they don't, then I, I would say that they don't care about a business. Yeah. Um, it was amazing to have you on. Really? I learned so much. Thank you. And I think Thank you everyone's going to learn so much from you. Thank you for having What's me. What's in store in 2020 for you? 2020? Same goals, just a different year. We're about to just, the word for 2020 is aggressive. I love it. That's it. So I'm not changing up anything. You know, full steam ahead, 2020 vision. I'm excited about where I'm at. I'm excited about where I have came from, and I'm excited about where I'm going. At CJ Paisley on Instagram. That's it. That's it. That's it. P-A-S-L-E-Y. No I. No I. (laughs) (laughs) Like Brad Paisley. like, Like Brad Paisley without... The I. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's is, exactly, is that what you tell me? That's people? exactly it. All I right. don't, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, Heather. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social Media Unlocked. Please take a moment to review this podcast in the iTunes store. If you want to learn more about me and my social media experience, go to www.heather.pink or find me on Instagram at heatherpink27. And if you're looking for help in creating a social media department or building a social media brand, my consulting agency Pink Deer is here to help. Visit www.pinkdeerllc.com for more info.